tuning in to the CEO show. I'm here with Talia Gutierrez. Hi, Talia. How's it going? Hey, how are you? So Talia is a CEO of many trades. Um, if you don't catch her as a flight attendant full-time, she's also running her own business with Fueling Her Further and a full-time mental health advocate. You're actually studying to become a mental health counselor as well, correct? Yeah. Awesome. So that's Pretty cool. A thing that attracted to me to your brand, Talia, just for full transparency, is your branding is on point. Okay. I love a good alliteration, somebody who's on brand with not only like core values, but you're also able to align it with what you're doing full time. So I just feel like that's an awesome blend of all the worlds to make it work for your like niche, but still being able to have it offer and sell it basically. Yeah. Um, So something I thought would be really cool for listeners is just explaining how do you got to this point? You know, I see that you're still able to like have a great work-life balance with working full time as well as pursuing these endeavors with your own entrepreneur side of things. I would just love to know how you got started and how you've evolved to where you're at today with Take Off with Tao. Yeah, I think something that so many um, beginner entrepreneurs really struggle with and something that I feel like I struggled with a lot too at the beginning was that to be a successful entrepreneur, you need to go full-time into that. So that means that you need to quit your day job. And I feel like I am the person to say, no, that does not always have to be true. That is a per-person kind of thing. So I have been working full-time throughout my whole journey as an entrepreneur. And it's been really cool because, yes, I don't have a typical like nine-to-five Monday through Friday type of job. So I do have a lot of flexibility in my schedule. But I always knew that there was something about me that I just wanted to use my voice and I wanted to make a change in this world. So I knew I wanted to leave some type of legacy on this world. So that is kind of why and how I started my um, journey of becoming a businesswoman and all of that. And so I really knew I, what, I, what I came up with was uh, a need. So I mm-hmm. knew there was a need. Um, for example, I did a lot of heartbreak coaching, and that was birthed out of my own heartbreak. I was in a serious relationship, and I thought it was the one. And we broke up, and I was devastated. And I remember looking on all these podcasts and looking for books and blogs and really just looking anywhere to like try and get the answers of how do I survive this? How do I get through it? And I couldn't find a lot of that. uh, Well, a lot of those resources. And so I was like, okay, there is a need here. And I just ran with it. And that's kind of Mm -hmm. what I did with a lot of the different things that I'm into. I love that. I I think that one of the number one key pieces of advice, even in my industry of PR is it's such a broad industry and there's so many people doing it, but where can you find the need for the service you're providing? So the need base is such a big deal, especially with you experiencing it as someone in need, like in the live action of that. 
Um, so how did you come up with, you know, the branding? Yeah. You know, I know everyone's storyboard story is different as far as like how they got to the the name and where they're at. What brought you to take off with Tao? Yeah. Oh, I love telling the story of that because it's so crazy. But what, how it all started was I used to be a wedding photographer before I was a flight attendant. So I really learned a lot through that about branding. And I remember the girls in like my photography groups, they would always say like, oh, that's so on brand. And I was like, what does that mean? And they used to say like they were wearing their brand colors and I was like, this is so bizarre. And so that I feel like was where I really started to look, know what representing your brand meant and being your brand. And so out of that, I decided that I I can take beautiful pictures and now I'm not doing wedding photography. Let me take my camera with me on all my layovers for work. So that's how Take Off With Tal started just like, you know, taking off to the future, taking off to layovers, all of that. And I, it caught a lot of traction. All my friends were always commenting on it. And so I was like, wow, if a lot of people are being reached by this blog and everything already, maybe I can do more than just share beautiful pictures because that kind of creates a sense of FOMO in people. And I wanted to really like inspire and encourage them, whether that was just them sitting at their desk or whatever life moment that they were currently in. And so I started to incorporate a little bit of encouragement and motivation. And then I was like, this feels so much more like me. And I kind of got to the place which people listening might think it's crazy, but I was over traveling. I wanted to be home when I travel, you know, I travel for work and I was like, Mm -hmm. I felt this like, um, again, comparison of having to keep up with always posting a photo in like Venice or in Rome and doing this. And I was like, this isn't even authentic anymore. So Mm. I changed the takeoff with Tao in the travel aspect to let's take off together. Let's unpack our baggage, like our suitcase. Let's unpack Mm -hmm. the hard things that we're going through together. And I started a podcast from that. And I also was interviewing people and just unpacking the hard things. My first guest was um, a cancer survivor. And Mm -hmm. then it just kind of went from there. And I was like, yes, this is now there's so much more than, um, you know, just traveling. And it's really Mm -hmm. how can you take off to be your best self? I love that. I love anything that's authenticity driven, like as far as what you've done so far, I see it, you know, it's more than just a, a cute picture or Mm -hmm. like a cute cookie cutter caption. It's like to the punch, like that unpacking the baggage. I love that. Yeah. You can see your transparency and your journey and how you've unpacked your own baggage along the way. Right. So that contributes to your work. And I appreciate that and what you've done with your brand. Yeah. Thank you. 
And I think, too, so just going forward with your uh, Fueling Her Further brand, that's the podcast, correct, from Take Off With Cal? So my actual business is called Fueling Her Further. And so it is kind of like, why do you have Take Off With Cal and why do you have Fueling Her Further? But I see Fueling Her Further as something so much bigger than just Take Off With Cal. With Fueling Her Further, I hope one day to bring in other women-owned businesses and kind of just have Fueling Her Further as the umbrella and um, really just use that platform as fueling women further, whatever that looks like, whatever that means. And it's so much so as an entrepreneur, you're doing a lot on your own and it starts to become a lot of pressure. And so with fueling her further, I really decided that I didn't want it to be about me. I didn't want the fame or the followers or any of that to be about me. I wanted Mm -hmm. it to really be a space for women to just come and have resources and all of that. And so with that, um, I have done um, workshops for women empowerment. I've done public speaking and all of that. And then the last thing that I just recently did for fueling her further was I made t-shirts for, um, mental health awareness week. And I was able to give back some of those proceeds to a mental health organization in the Georgia area. So, um, fueling her further, I would say is more the bigger umbrella than just me as Talia. Gotcha. That's, that's pretty incredible. I love that anything like that, that has a backstory. And I feel like anytime you do something with that type of intention of lifting others up, naturally it lifts you up obviously as being like the backbone to everything, but especially being able to use that platform to give back, especially to something that's so heart driven, you know, that's, that's incredible and it's necessary. And society today it's it seems like everything's pointing in the opposite direction to be successful Uh so it's great to see like like-minded girl bosses like doing the thing to uplift other females and other realms and then still give back in a capacity of like spoiling them with you know like a girls night or a specialty event or educating them through a workshop and then sharing and elevating their stories through your podcast like it's just it's it's a great message has a great purpose and definitely appreciate what you're doing with that. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a really cool journey. It's been hard, you know, but and it's really just evolved throughout time when I see something and I feel like that's that's how you know a business is um, your passion when you get to like mm-hmm. watch it grow and evolve and you have this idea, but it might not look anything like you expected. And so that's kind of been the journey of it all. Oh, yeah. And I think it's a testament to that, you know, I'm religious in the sense of like God's telling you to keep going. The door's revolving and you're evolving with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And something, too, to me, like even when you were like, okay, what's take off with Sal versus Mm -hmm. fueling her further? Like, oh, you know, I don't want to overwhelm or bombard this like other brand. But to me, it all works together. And I always joke about being like a serial entrepreneur in my own right, (laughs) because, you know, anybody who's creative, you have all of these awesome creative light bulbs that go off and then knowing the passion that's behind it you kind of want to just like jump out and execute them all right away I think that the beauty in it all is I always look at other entrepreneurs and when I see the other like so I see take off the towel and then I see feeling her further I'm like aha (laughs) that is it that's where that's where it's going and it's still living and it's still breathing and doing all of its own things with take off with towel Mm -hmm. but just knowing you know I just feel like it's like a horse of many colors any entrepreneur as far as like what you bring to the table 
And what's nice is yours has such synergy to what you've already done, you know, so that backbone is there. So that's really cool. Yeah. Thank you. Now it is a lot to juggle. So Mm -hmm. I know you're hustling, you're working full time and not only just working full time, like going to an office, clocking and sitting at a desk, you're like flying around the world. (laughs) So I'm curious to know like how you maintain work-life balance or how you've been able, I know you found so much synergy with takeoff with Tao, but just more so what that day-to-day looks like and how you stay motivated. Yeah, it's honestly, I don't want to put it out there that it's easy by any, uh, any means. Um, I am full-time, you know, in grad school. The good thing is that is all online. So I get to do a lot of it on the go in my hotels, wherever in the world I am, but Mm -hmm. it's a lot to juggle and it's a lot to have those healthy boundaries with, oh my gosh, am I going to post something today? Oh my gosh, I have to write a blog. I have to put something on Pinterest and feeling that pressure and then Mm -hmm. really keeping um, a healthy lifestyle in your own life. And so I feel like that's been something that I've been trying to juggle lately. It's been a really hard year for everyone. And so I wanted to make sure that I didn't show up, as we mentioned, in an unauthentic way, because it's just, um, how can I show up as this person that I'm not if I am trying to tell people that they need to be their most authentic self, that they need to love themselves and all of that. And so um, I have my background is, you know, I've struggled with mental health all my life. And that's kind of why this business and why my passion is uh, so much about mental health. And so that's something that I'm very aware of and very in tune of when I start to feel burnt out or my boundaries are being crossed or I'm doing something for the wrong reasons. If I'm posting Mm -hmm. something for the wrong reason, just because I feel like I need to show up, that is actually when I will, you know, go the opposite way. And I feel almost like in a hibernation, but it's mm-hmm. just to protect my own energy, protect my own self. And I think as business women and just all types of entrepreneurs, a lot of people feel really guilty in that. And they say, you know, you're going to lose your followers. You're going to lose engagement if you don't post every day and you don't show up every day. And I, I started to believe those lies. And maybe there is some truth about it. But I just had to remember that whoever is really my audience, they are going to understand because they also are probably struggling with something in their life. And I Mm. feel like they would prefer to have somebody um, showing the behind the scenes, showing the hard times than always being the perfect Instagram person. We have enough of those. And so, yeah. yeah. And so that is really how I feel like I handle and juggle it all. I don't, I really don't juggle it all. Um, And, you know, my house can be a mess sometimes, or I feel like I just need to nap the whole day, especially working all nighter flights. And so the beginning of my entrepreneur journey, I definitely did it for everyone else. And now I feel like I finally have found those healthy boundaries that I do it for myself and I still show up for others, but I really have to take care of myself so that I can show up for others. I love that. I totally, you know, that's something too I relate to and 
the entrepreneur journey and that guilt complex Mm -hmm. of like, I speak to everybody and it's interesting. I think that is a reflection of my circle because everyone has a transparent response to that. It's not so cookie cutter, Mm -hmm. but then there's some people who do not only make it look like it's all put together, they claim it's all together Mm. and it can be defeating. You face like, you know, the comparison game of just kind of trying to keep up. Mm -hmm. And I think because there's platforms that are catered to us keeping up, the pressure is even more so on because we're using those platforms to connect with each other and engage that it's like you have to feed that beast with something. And even things like mental health or things like entrepreneurship or even something as simple as Mm self-care, you know, over the last few months and years, it's become shareable on social media, like socially acceptable to talk about it. Right. right? So then there's this weird underlying pressure of like, well, now I have to share like my self-care routine on social, (laughs) or I need to, I need to like do this for a social moment because my blogger girl I follow has a no makeup Monday where she has makeup on, (laughs) but she's showing me her face mask. So now I'm like feeling too cookie cutter because I'm not over here, you know? So I think that it's interesting how even with like the most good hearted themes or as much as we would want it to almost even be trending because you want the messaging out there that it's okay to have self-care. It's okay to talk about mental health and, you know, make more people aware of what's not so pretty, you know, what's not so cute for the gram. But um, it's also interesting how, you know, some people with their platforms use it for still to still just boost themselves, mm-hmm. you know. So I think it's great to have that organic sense to yourself where you almost have to check yourself. Like, hey, I'm not feeling this. This is feeling forced. Mm-hmm. Like you said, hibernation. I think that's a really healthy way right. of looking at like not looking and internalizing it as yeah. Good. Look at it as like, you just chill out. For sure. <laughs> I feel like in one way that I always like check myself is – when I'm thinking about friendship or something, I've always said to myself, be the type of friend that you want. And so that's a way that Mm -hmm. I can always show up for my friends. And then the same goes with social media, like be the type of person on social media that you want to follow. And so Mm -hmm. you can't control everyone else, you can't make them um, be authentic, and they might not feel confident enough to be authentic. But I feel like Mm -hmm. if slowly we start to show that it's okay, and we open that door that this is what our world needs right now. It's been, like I said, such a hard year. Nobody is living this perfect life. And so I feel like people have actually um, come to not resent, but they're almost turned off by that perfect life now. And so many more people want to see like, oh, they're like me. And so if you can Mm -hmm. find something and find a niche that you can show that you are relatable, that is when you can speak into other people's lives. Right, for sure. And I have always thought too, like, you know, even if it's just three Mm -hmm. people, not 300 or 3000, that's three people that you didn't necessarily connect with prior to that post or prior to that story time with your social media, you know, so I think it, it pays off it's mutually beneficial for the person posting and the person receiving the message as a follower. Definitely. And I think too, something that I really like about um, fueling her further in the sense of having women start their future right Mm -hmm. now, like what is the 
halt, why are you not doing it today? And I think even in my own entrepreneur journey, I found myself making excuses to be like, well, it has to wait. Like this has to just take a, a beat. I need to do this. I need to do that. This has to be like ready with a bow before I even yes. put it out. There. Yes. What would you say is your advice on that with the CEO who's like just starting or she has an idea she hasn't even put it on paper yet? What that process? That look is like? such a good question because I feel like I get asked that all the time. So many people will say to me, "I have this idea. I want to do this." But first, I have to build a website. And that Mm -hmm. is such a myth. I want to break that myth for all of you listening. (laughs) It is such a myth. You don't have to have everything perfect. People want to have like 20 Instagram posts before they start building their following. And it's so much better when your followers and your audience get to grow with you. For example, when I started my podcast, it was nothing that great. And You know, um, even Jenna Kutcher, she is a huge um, women's advocate, podcaster, all of that. And she has had her audience grow with her. And that is when they feel like they grew up with her. And the same with Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift of my generation. Like we have grown Mm -hmm. up with Taylor and it's been such a fun journey that you feel like you've been on with her. So for someone that has an idea and they're like, I can't do it yet because I don't have the money right now. I have to hire someone. I have to do all these things first on the to-do list. I would say scratch the to-do list and just put it out there because once you put it out there, you're going to learn how you can tweak it anyway. So if you spend like $1,000 on building your website, all of that, then what happens if it doesn't even get any customers? And and that's mm-hmm. something that actually has happened to me in all transparency. I created an online course at the beginning of quarantine, and it was for it was called Breakup Boot Camp, women going through heartbreak and all of that. And it was amazing, but nobody bought into it. And so I was thinking, mm-hmm. wow, did I not listen to people's needs? Did I want to put it all out there first and make it perfect with the bow on it, like you said, but maybe I didn't market it well enough or something like that. So I think it's a lot driven by um, fear but also by Mm -hmm. perfectionism. And we all want to be this show up as this perfect person. But again, it goes back to the authenticity and saying, this is what I'm doing. Bring people on that journey. I'm starting my own business. I would love y'all support. I'm struggling here. Instead of just think acting like you have it all together because no business started Mm -hmm. that way. Right, right. And you have to, you know, the build it, they will come concept is great for a physical place where people can come show up. But when you're in a digital community, it's kind of like, well, do you want people who show up just because you have this like pretty Mm -hmm. website or just because you have a pretty Instagram? Maybe even then it's attracting the wrong person, you know, because you're setting that tone for your audience and you're setting that pressure on yourself. So I feel like you're starting off with just all yes. backwards and it kind of hinders the growth of what you're building as an entrepreneur. And I've been in the same mm-hmm. boat as you, like you said, where it's just like, okay, I need to have X, Y, and Z. And then I'm going to post about <laughs> it and I'm going to put it there. And then 
it's this crazy build up and expectation for yourself yeah. and pressure. And then especially if it falls short, even just a smidge, it's just like, oh, and that recovery moment has now taken up like what could have already been such a smooth like transition into launching a brand or sharing yeah, an idea. One, one of my favorites is Sarah Blakely with Spanx and she shares oh, yeah. so much of I think she just posted yesterday how it started and how it is and she started packaging yes. orders <laughs> in her basement and that's just, that is what a business is. And that's why we always say su- support small businesses and all of that. But I think once again, so much of it come, is rooted in the things that are not the fruit of the spirit, the things that are fear and comparison and all of that. That's not like the person that God created us to be. He didn't give us these passions Mm. and these gifts because he wanted us to hold and cling to them tightly and make it perfect. And, you know, he gave Mm -hmm. us these gifts because he knew he entrusted us in with those gifts and he wants us to, he wants to see it flourish. So I think there's so much fear in it. And then you see like, oh man, well that person is already doing my idea. And something that I Mm -hmm. heard at a conference with Rachel Hollis last year was somebody else might already be doing the thing that you want to be doing, but it hasn't been done by you. And that is Mm. like, look at Uber and Lyft, like the same exact concept, but there is something a little different than them. And, And there's so many different instances like that. There's hundreds of life coaches, but they don't have the mm. same thing to say as you do. And that's what makes your business so unique and so special. Yes, I love that. Like your power yes. is being you. You know, you could a- apply it anywhere, whether you're serving at a restaurant, you're the new CMO at a corporate, you know, business, or you're an entrepreneur launching the 30th mm-hmm. look bag company. <laughs> like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. What makes yours different is you. That's your power and use it to your yes. will, you know, share your story, hold your truth. I love that. And I'm a huge yes. Sarah Blakely fan as well. And I love, you know, she posted something as well. I think it was like a few weeks back about the red mm-hmm. backpack. And she was like, it's glamorous now, if you think about it, like this amazing, cute red backpack, like here we are. And she was then showing what it actually looked like, like how it's perceived versus how it actually was. Like you said, she's in her apartment. She's got this <laughs> random Spanx pantyhose prototype thing that she's whipping out to these corporate men. (laughs) She's like, it's not cute. It's almost like, it's not almost. She's like, I got laughed Mm -hmm. in my face. It was just a joke. I was a joke. And who's laughing now? Ha ha ha. But that's the thing. She wasn't doing it for approval. She wasn't doing it for this like acceptance amongst everyone else or to like defeat any other pantyhose brand or any other it was really mm-hmm. just hers. She was, it was something that was keeping her up at night, something that she wanted to tangibly achieve for herself, having no idea where it could possibly go. And I doubt even in her dream of dreams that it would right. be what it is today. Like, you know, that's when God shows up like, hey, actually, you might have that one idea, but I have this big one. Yeah. You can't even and see I think it, that you know? is what has made her so successful. You know, if, like I said earlier, if you are not, creating a business where you would be that dream audience. I remember when I had a business coach, I hired a business coach and she 
told me to create these three avatars. And these three avatars were my dream client. And so I literally had to make like Rachel, she has this color hair. She loves to go hiking. She loves this. She is single, but she's stuck at the office and et cetera, et cetera. And then I had to create create Betsy and all these different avatars, but those were the clients, the dream audience that I was creating my blogs for. I was speaking to them and I could actually see them. And I feel like when Sarah Blakely was beginning her business, she was thinking of a specific woman that she wanted to fix their problems. The woman that is on the go, the flight attendant, the, um, you know, the mom who is trying to change between her nine to five outfit to go pick up the kids from the carpool line. And it's if you can think of your specific Mm -hmm. audience and you are serving them, but you're also doing something that you love, that is going to help you fight the imposter syndrome as an entrepreneur so much because that imposter syndrome is in every single entrepreneur. We all think that why, why am I the person to do this? What gave me this? I didn't go to school for this. And we have that doubt in us, but then it goes right back to your Mm -hmm. faith that this idea and this passion was given to you. And you are the person that is supposed to execute this. Yeah. Amen. I I feel like we're (laughs) in church right now. and It feels good. We're like in this creative collaborative church and I love it. I think this is amazing. And I think true, like, that's a great thing as well is like seeing people's faith as like a backbone and like seeing it so much now and even with social media as it's evolved, it's refreshing to see like that, that take on things like you said, it's not meant to be held on to or used as a Mm -hmm. competition to like one up anyone like it's truly your power, your voice, your your gift you're given to promote. So why would you hide it away or tuck it away or like just simmer with it and live this other life with that and, you know, keeping you up at night or on the back burner. Um, Something else too, just because I know you've had so much experience speaking with other women in different situations with fueling her further. And obviously anyone who's been a part of your boot camps Mm -hmm. and things in the past is there any specific story or piece of advice or something that even through your own service offering that you took away? Oh, that's you grew so from? good. I feel like the thing that always challenges me and makes me grow is when I teach any woman about self-love. And so it's so interesting because there's been so many times where I have you know, walked a girl through a breakup or been there to say, Hey, I get it. I understand that pain right after the breakup. And, you know, this is what you have to do. Your first beginning steps, delete his number, you know, stop the contact, all of that things that we know to do, but they're so hard. And so when somebody else confirms it and tells us to do that. We're like, okay. It's like, you know, really having a coach to do that with you. And so there's so many times where I still go back and unblock my ex-boyfriend and look at his Instagram. And I, I'm like, gosh, like really? But then I remember like, (laughs) I'm like, here I am supposed to be like a heartbreak coach. And then I am, you know, still like, 
doing things that are breaking my heart. And then I just think like, once again, I am my own audience. I am not perfect. Just because I am a coach doesn't mean that I don't need coaching in my own sense. And so I find that really Mm. interesting when I tell a girl that you have to love yourself first before you can give away your love or you have to fill up your own cup first before you can pour your cup out to Mm -hmm. anyone else. Those are things that when I say it, a lot of times I'm preaching to myself because it's something that I myself am going through. And so I I love it because it's a reminder to myself. But then there's also times where, again, the fraud and the imposter syndrome comes up and I realize I'm not doing these things. So I'm preaching to the choir but I'm not taking care of myself first. And there was a time where I was um, in therapy with my counselor and she said, Talia, you are doing the exact opposite of self-love. You are causing harm to Mm. yourself and like your actions and you're not loving your body and all of that. So when I show up in that authentic way, a lot of times it's to teach myself a lesson when I share my body image struggles and things that I'm going through. Yes, I want to tell other women that it's okay. Like you're not alone in this, but it's also freeing for Mm -hmm. me. And it's giving me the chance to like break the chains and reassure myself and teach myself. And so I think that's a way where you can do both things. Again, you can serve others, but like you're also serving yourself while showing up for them. That's great. Cause it's, it's a dual, it's a dual sword in the sense of like you do that, and you learn that and you evolve from that personally, like you said, through a breakup or different relationships with the same method applied mm-hmm. professionally is a tenfold. Like it's necessary to have that same type of mindset and feeling in your That's professional right. life as well, especially as a service provider mm-hmm. or an educator or things to that effect. Because there's been times even for me, I'm preaching to the choir, I'm telling and I'm criticizing and I'm like strategizing with mm-hmm. a client on their brand. And then I'm kind of like, wait, you know, it's all there. Like this is, yes. I need to take my own note on that because this is, this is yeah, what I and need to be reminds doing. reminds you of like <laughs> friendships you know, like, when a friend asks you for advice, you like always are able to give them this amazing advice. And then you think like, wait, why don't I take my own advice? You know, we, and, and I just mm-hmm. really try to remind myself that, would I say these things that I say to myself to my best friend? So that's kind of a way to always keep myself in check. And I have a lot of accountability. You know, my mom is my best friend and I will tell her like, man, I just ate so much junk food and I feel absolutely terrible about myself. I hate my body. I hate myself. Why did I do that? And so it's really having those people that you can just be so real with. And, you know, even though you're an entrepreneur, you don't have to be perfect. And to be a successful entrepreneur, you really have Mm -hmm. to have people in this journey with you because it's going to test you and try you a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that that's 
that should be a one-on-one mm-hmm. like, or one-on-one. As soon as you start your business, like go ahead and just full transparency. Yeah. Like, check yourself here. Like what advice are you giving or what survi- services are you providing that you could take for yourself? Yes. Take your own dose for sure. Um, yeah. So I think that we've covered so much. <laughs> I feel like I could talk to you literally for hours and we yes. just keep passing this out. Uh, but I wanted to just say, obviously, you've given so much advice. I feel like anyone listening, including myself, could, you know, walk away from this with so much from you. But if there's any other, just like a specific key piece of advice or something, again, that you've learned along the way that you would say, hey, this this is a CEO or female entrepreneur or executive. She's working on just taking her brand to that next level or even just simply launching her brand. What would you say? I would say really just give yourself grace and make sure that everything that you're doing is rooted in authenticity. I have a vision board right above my desktop computer at my desk that I always look at that I made over a year ago. But that's like my one thing that if I am rooted in authenticity and if you, your business, all of that, then you are always going to love what you do. So a lot of people fall out of love with what they're doing. They give up on this business journey so quickly. And if it's something that you really love, then it's going to always be in the back of your mind. It's always going to keep showing up. And so the way I say give yourself grace is when it doesn't work out or it flops or no one shows up to your events, you can't sell any tickets, whatever it may be that, you know, you are doing this for a reason and you really believe in it. And so that's the thing that's going to keep you going. And so, like I said, this journey can be really hard, but just remember your why And if you really know your Mm. why and your purpose, you can keep doing whatever it is, as hard as it's going to be, know your why. Love that. Love that. (laughs) I took notes myself. So (laughs) noted. I absolutely stand by that. And I appreciate you so much for coming on the show. And just for anyone listening um, who may not already be aware, where can they find you? And definitely, I would love to connect with anyone that has any more questions or anything like that. You can find me on Instagram at takeoffwithtal, T-A-L. And then my blog is takeoffwithtal.com. On my blog, you can find so many different articles and things about being in a season of waiting or dating or anything relationship wise. Um, It's just like a a tool for so many people. And then, um, yeah, you can hear about the different events and speaking events and all of that, that I have over there. And then my podcast is called Fueling Her Further. So that's a way that you can connect with me also. Awesome. Thank you so much again for being on. We really appreciate it. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll have more. Again. <laughs> yes. like we can keep going. So this might be awesome. this might be Thanks a series so much. in itself. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Thank you.